What's up, everybody? I'm Billy Ryan, and you are listening to the No One Is Watching podcast, where we explore leadership, culture, and the impact they have on high-performing teams. We can all admire the championships that are won on the field and the big profits that show up on the balance sheet. But this show is dedicated to the premise that those battles are won long before they start. Through conversations with elite performers and leaders in the world of business, sports, and life in general, we'll learn valuable lessons on how you can optimize yourself and your organization. Today, I'm joined by Lucas Sims, Major League Pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds. An Atlanta native, Lucas was drafted in the first round by his hometown Braves, the team with which he made his Major League debut. We talk about what it feels like to be traded, how fatherhood is the ultimate perspective shifter, and how the adversity Lucas faced in his worst professional season and the subsequent leadership development program he participated in helped him gain self-awareness and come through stronger on the other side. Lucas, good to see you, brother. It's been a while. Been a while. Yeah, great to see you. Yeah, man. So uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, a bunch of stuff. We were just talking a little bit before about your, um, you're a father now, right? And yeah. so um, nothing lends itself perspective and, and uh, um, sort of the, uh, the humility as, as being a dad and having a little, having a little uh, kid running around sort of telling him what's what. So how has that, first and foremost, how has that changed you as a, as a person, uh, let alone as an athlete? Um, I mean, to start, it just changes your perspective completely. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not all about you anymore. Um, you know, I actually, I've, I've been so lucky throughout my, not just career, but, but through my life. Um, I actually had a, a high school coach who, um, coach Howard and, and he used to always preach. Um, it, it was about baseball, but he, he always would say, you know, eventually it's going to be bigger than you. Like um talking about like the team aspect of things but but he goes eventually you're gonna be done playing you're gonna be you're gonna be a father and you're gonna have kids and um you know you gotta be selfless like you're you're there to serve them you're there to bring them up um so it's really kind of changed my perspective Uh, i've always carried that with me but but now now that i'm going through it um it it, it's so fun um i'm enjoying the ride It, it goes fast but it's um I love it. I got to be a little more planned now. Um, it, you got to um, organize a little bit and um, just kind of be able to be flexible as well because <laughs> um, the the plan goes out the window pretty quickly sometimes. Yeah, for sure. I remember you and I had a conversation years ago about uh, you know you were you were younger and weren't were uh, you weren't married yet, so you hadn't had that. Uh, experience that perspective, but um, I've seen it over the last couple of years and I've sort of grown to embrace it. And I remember the conversation you and I had was sort of on that, on that theme of like, look, we, we were working on, we were doing kind of a, a, a project, a little initiative that you were involved in. And it was like, Hey, I don't know, this isn't going to make you give you a better curveball. This isn't going to make you throw harder, but I do believe it's going to make you a better teammate, a better competitor, a better, uh, a better husband someday, a better father. Um, and so whether that did or not, that just the notion that all of those things being in order in your life are going to allow you to be a better athlete, performer, businessman, whatever it might be. Yeah. And now so, you have that background. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're on the same page. We're talking about 2016, right? We are. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember, I remember that, um, you know, I actually just, I talked with your first guest, Ryan, um, just the other day and 
we were talking about getting nostalgic and um you know i actually thought about that and and it, it's funny to think about because i mean at the time um what we were trying to accomplish with that um it, as far as what i'm sure y'all my i guess it was probably one of the older um minor league guys that we brought there um uh, i'm pretty sure you guys were wanting me to be a leader and i was i was mad I, and all things considered i think i failed i think i, I probably failed um maybe objectively um as far as what we were kind of trying to um like the task at hand um at first with with either the the, the mental side or the physical side of things but I remember leaving it and and now it's it's funny thinking about it now in 2023 and wow you know that was that was one of the better things that happened to me um because i think i needed it i think and i needed um a little bit a little bit of maturity a little bit of being able to look at things um without such like either an anger or, like getting a hothead about it it's um like using everything as an opportunity for growth. Um, you know, sometimes it takes a little while for it to sink in, um, like here we are now, but, um, you know, looking back on it, it was, it was, a it was a great thing to happen to me personally. Man, I don't, I don't, I don't think you failed at all. I think you were, uh, honestly, we've talked about this. Uh, I've talked about this with Ryan and others, like you were actually kind of one of the shining stars on the back end of it because, you were failing early in that in that program. There's no doubt, and and failing is the wrong word. But you were you were struggling, right? You were you were um, you were dealing with some stuff and didn't know how to how to get through it. But you came out the other end, and you embraced it. And and you know, look, whether that helped you in your career or not, you're the only probably one that knows. But it did. I could see it click in you, and and you you had shifted the way you started thinking about things. And you just touched on a little bit about whether it's the maintaining your composure. Or figuring out uh, how to mature a little bit, and how to and how to maybe deal with deal with adversity. Was, you were coming off a year. Go ahead. Right. No, it was it was it was tough at the time to um, really see the parallels. Um, you know, 2016. I, I always consider is probably one of the um, statistically probably probably one of the worst years of my career. Um, you know, did really well in Double A. Got called up to Triple A. Uh, had a little bit of success early, and then tr struggled mightily <laughs> um enough to get sent back down to double a um and going down there um you know i i felt like i was right on the cusp i felt like i was so close to getting to the big leagues and then for it to go backwards um i, I got really frustrated um I, I got angry at times angry with myself angry with others um and then I get this um, invitation to <laughs> go after the season. I, I felt like all I wanted was a mental break, and I got to go down to Flagler Beach, Florida, and um, wake up at three in the morning and go on a, a however many mile ruck until ruck until you're done. Um, <laughs> and I, I was just I was angry, um, and. You know, as the as the camp kind of went on, yeah. You know, we did our. Um, I, I don't know what you guys kind of called it. It was. It was. It really wasn't. I thought at the time it was like an interrogation, but <laughs> yeah, it, it it was not at all. It was literally just me. Like, all right, give us give us a minute of um, 
remember the question. I think it was something about leadership, and and I was just mad. I didn't really say anything, and so we just we just stood there. And uh, I remember talking to um, you and and Ryan and uh, Jeff Bandman, and it wasn't until then. I don't remember exactly what was said, but I remember the the light switch hit, and there it, we kind of I was able to put the put the two together of. Um, you know, my, the physical talent for, for myself, it was, it was there. Um, what I was lacking was, was between the years. And, um, I think now you're starting to see, um, in baseball, that's, that's, it's starting to kind of become a priority. It's, it's being talked about a lot more, um, it, you know, with all the, with all the numbers that are available with, um, track man, Hawkeye, Raph Soto, um, or whatever it may be. Um, there's a lot more um, availability to um, mental skills, um, the psychology part of it. Um, I, th- I think that's, that's being talked about a lot more. Um, I, I guess I can really only speak for Cincinnati, but um, you know we have a really good um, support staff with either mental skills or um, mental health, whatever it may be. Um, and I, I really think that's, you know, they kind of talk about, as they, they, you know, I, I heard all the way through the minors is, you know, what, what's the difference between that big leaguer and, and you, you know, down in high, uh, Lynchburg or whatever. And I, well, I, I got better stuff than that guy does. And, and it was always preached as like, that guy's more consistent and you hear it and you're like, all right, they're more consistent. But like, what does that mean? Right? Like they, Okay, they do their job more, but but like, how do I get there? What what does that mean? What do what do you got to do to be consistent? Um, so at the lower levels, it's a little kind of harder to figure out. But then, what I would do is, um, I would just watch older guys, guys who had experience, guys who had six, seven, ten, twelve years in the big leagues. All right, what is that guy doing? Because he's been doing it a long. That's that's the goal. Those guys are playing for a long time. They've been successful. They've stood. They stuck around. Um, they've had success. They, they've gone through. Fa- you play that long. You've you've gone through failures as well. So, um, what do I got to do to prepare my body? What do I got to do? Um, you know, you're shagging BP. You go over to that guy and like, hey man, what like what were you thinking the other night when you were throwing and you got in that pickle in the six or whatever? What, what was your mindset? Um, so it's always just kind of soaking things up. I guess it's a, a long way of saying um, that the stuff between the ears is, is I think, one of the most important, um, you know, your mindset out there. That's, I think that's a huge determining factor. You know, how many guys do you see, you're like, man, that, that, guy, that guy throws 90 miles an hour, but goodness, he's, he's a, a, an absolute dog out there. And, um, it's just a, it's a difference maker to me. It really is. Yeah. In baseball, as much as any other, as any other sport, right? It is, is the ultimate game to failure. It is a war of attrition over 162 games. Uh, the best of the best are going to fail a lot. Right. I mean, you just have to, you have to know that. And so getting back to that, you know, just for, for context for people listening, it was a leadership development camp we did years ago. I guess it was gosh, seven years ago now, which is hard to believe. Holy smokes, yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, you were, you were, you had all the talent in the world. You were, um, I remember 
watching you in double A and then watching you in triple A. And I, I, you know, I saw you melt down in Gwinnett. You hit the bull, you were throwing the ball all over the place. And, and I could see it. You just didn't know what to do with yourself. You didn't know how to correct it. And we, I would always have conversations with folks about that exact dynamic. You know, you've got the talent. Uh, you had like hometown kid drafted by the Braves first round, or you've got all the advantages in the world. You progress to the system. You're right. You're a heartbeat away from the big leagues, right? And if the first time you're going to fail, like really fail, is going to be on national TV with 40,000 people in the stands. Yeah. That's a, it's that's not a good a place to be. It, and yeah. And I'm, I'm grateful that I went through it in AAA. Um, and I, I even, I struggled a little bit early in the big leagues, but um, you know, not everybody goes up there and has immediate success. You got to learn a little bit, but um, I am glad that I, I went through at least that period, um, you know, at least a little bit in the shadows um, where, where it wasn't so, um, you know, out in the open. And uh, I, learned, I learned a lot from that year. I learned a lot. And, and it wasn't always, you know, I, I kind of killed myself that year because not, not so much mentally. It was, it was mentally a little bit, you know, while I was out there pitching, um, which if anybody ever saw me that year, like you could probably attest, it was, um, you know, I was kind of killing myself on the mound, but, you know, I, I would struggle. And then, you know, the next day, run, lift, but I, I would just kill myself in between outings. I was like, all right, well, I, I got to work harder. This is what I got to do. I got to um, just work my way out of it. And, and really what I was missing was, I, it was really just a mentality thing where, and I think that kind of would stew over where, you know, I, I thought if I thought if I ran and, you know, an extra 15 minutes or a couple extra stadiums or, um, you know, left the weight room and I, I could barely walk, um, like that was going to translate to success or something. That was just my way of either punishing a bad outing or, um, you know, it was just kind of my, I think it was a way of coping, um, and I got strong, but but um, it, it did me no good because I'd, I'd go out there and um, to throw a first pitch ball, and the yeah, bat was pretty much ruined because I'm out there dog cussing, and instead of like that, you know, whatever, let's get back, let's get back in the count, or um, you know, my mentality. Uh, I worked with Ryan a lot that year, and Ryan helped me out a, a, a lot. An immense amount. I still talk to him to this day, um, mostly just as friends. But you know, he he played such a huge part in um, helping me and in turning things around. But um, he, he would always say, "You're running out of, you're starting out of ten. A lot of people start right around like an eight or a nine, like high school people, and and you're out there at a ten, and and there's no place to go. And you know, you're you're seeing red out there, and um, at that point, motor skills go out the window." Like much less trying to execute a, a fastball as hard as you can where you want it to go, um, and so that was a, that was a big thing for me is being able to um, just kind of dial it back a little bit and realize I, I think what's what's limiting me is 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 my mentality is my it's it's not a physical thing and then it's starting to kind of come to me where. It's, Everyone talks about, like, I go back to the consistency. What's the difference between that? Well, these guys are consistent. Well, I, I work hard. I feel like I probably work harder than them. 
or whatever it may be, but but they're able to go out there, execute tax at hand. Um, if it goes well or it doesn't go well, they're professional. They show up the next day. They don't have to kill themselves. They can look at it and say, all right, got beat. What do I got to do to prepare? Go back out there. Um, this is another thing with me. Like, I, I always want to never, I don't ever want to take them out and not feel prepared. And if, if then I can go home that night, good or bad, and be like, I was ready. I just didn't get it done that day. Let's prepare for tomorrow. Um, you know, as a reliever, I think that's that's also a huge thing. Is just I don't know if anyone's ever. I've never looked it up, but I can. I think I can say pretty confidently. I don't think anyone's ever had a zero ERA. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, you can do pretty well, but nobody's perfect. Like, um, yeah, that's short hitters memory. And hitters, it's a game of failure. So. Yeah, that short memory is so important, and, and I think you hit on it there. It's it's the physical thing. It's it's easy to say, okay, how can I get more consistent? You start focusing on on the mechanics or the or being the tactician, right? Am I pulling off? Am I getting through my pitches? Whatever whatever mechanic it is, it's your sort of your key. So much of that is mental, right? The consistency is being able to flush that after a good or a bad outing, and just show up the next day. And that's true in anything, right? I mean, it's it's a matter of keeping that that level. And, and, and I saw you struggle with that in the minor leagues and, and I could see it was, you're just wired that way. And, and candidly, I, I was wired that way a little bit when I was, when I played in college and high school, it was, you know, just push harder. And that's the answer. You're going to work harder. You're going to try harder. You're going to push harder. And it doesn't work that way in baseball. No. And it, and it really doesn't work that way in, in a lot of things, but the difference between working hard and working smart and, you know, for you come again, coming through that program, seeing, um, what you've gone through since then, what you've accomplished, where you've come. And look, even if you never had the success that you've, that you've had in the, in your career in the big leagues, uh, I was proud of you just for sort of getting through that experience. Cause I'm like, that made an impact on him. And, and he came out of that with a little bit more awareness, if nothing else. Now it's on him to kind of take that and run with it. Right. But I feel like we at least sort of sh shined a light on something that you may have been missing because to your point, it's, it's easy to focus on the physical, get bigger, get faster, get stronger, throw harder, whatever it might be. But like, how do you actually, and from my, you know, from my perspective, when you're trying to assess players and evaluate, you know, how is this, because everybody's going to fail. How's this guy to get a respond when he fails? If he fails on the biggest stage in the biggest moment, is that going to crush him? Because it's going to crush some people, or is he going to be able to, is he going to be able to handle it? And that's hard to know until it happens. Yeah, yeah no doubt. So you came through the Braves, uh, hometown kid, like I said, first rounder, uh, developed, gets get all the way up to AAA. I mean, get to get to the big leagues with the Braves, and then you wind up getting traded uh, to the Reds, who you're currently with. What was that experience like for you, um, given that you were, you know, sort of the, the hometown kid, first round pick, and uh, presumably grew up a Braves fan, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, it, you know, I, I, obviously that was. Just to just to make it there, and um, you know that that among itself was a was a dream come true. Then there was kind of the the reality hit of um, you know it, the the fairy tales a little bit over. You know, I, I didn't have a whole lot of success. I, I did struggle a little bit while I was there. Um, you know, ultimately, I would have loved to have been a um, obviously had success and and been able to have done that, but um, but that didn't work out, and and that's okay. Um, you know, I, I get a great opportunity over over here with Cincinnati, and 
Um, but I will say I've noticed that I've had a lot of teammates from a lot of different places, and not everybody gets the opportunity to, to play at home, basically in your backyard at a major league club. And, and that's something I, like, I'll always take with me. Um, there's, there's not many people that, you know, a lot of people don't, don't even grow up near uh, you know, a, a big league team. Say, um, you know, I've, I've heard plenty of people like, man, that, like, would, would you like to go play at home, Where, wherever it may be? And like, yeah, that, that would be so sick. And you hear guys, and and um, so as I'm, I'll always be grateful to to be able to kind of live out that the three, four year old kids um, dream of, of putting on that uniform. It was something I was I was very proud of. Um, I was very grateful for um, grateful for my time there. The, the people I met, um, still some of the some of the most influential people in my career. Um, you know, I, I was a I was a baby brave, um, and, and you know, having all the history of that organization, and um, you know, I was I was super proud to to make my debut there and and pitch there, and um, you know, I'll, I'll always be thankful for um, you know the, the people there and and, and that opportunity and, and that part of my career. Um, it's, it's basically molded me to into you know who I am today as a baseball player. Sure. Yeah. Like, who who knows what would have happened had you stayed there, right? Maybe you maybe you continue to progress and 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 you know are in this in a similar spot. But sometimes it also just takes that that change of scenery, that new voice, that probably I'm sure it was a little bit of a wake up call, right? It's the first intro, real introduction to the business side of the game where you're saying, okay, now I'm I'm no longer a brave, right? I'm this is the you know I grew up rooting for this team. I got to the big leagues with them, dream come true. And now the business side of it comes in and now, now I'm a Cincinnati red and that's taking, taking nothing away from the reds. It's just, it's, it just is what it is. Yeah. But now you, you get there and you, you make the most of it, right? Did, did, was there, was there a, how did you get through that mentally? Was it, was it hard for you or were you just able to say, okay, this is a new opportunity. Let's, let's go get it. No, I, I, um, I was, I was pretty aware that not many people will play for the, the same team forever. Um, sure. we, we were even kind of preach. Uh, you hear it in the minors all the time where uh, you're not just, even in the, even in the lower levels, you're, you're not just playing for trying to make it to, to this team. There's 29 other teams out there that um, if, if, if they want you, um, they, whatever they can acquire, you trade, yeah. sign, whatever it may be. Um, you know, the ultimate goal is is to pitch in the big leagues. Um, so I was aware. I, I thought it was a, a great opportunity. I was excited. Um, excited to try that out, or not try that out, but um, excited to see see another side. Excited to meet new people, hear new voices. Um, it was a it was an exciting opportunity. Um, it's it's kind of wild, um, you know, for people that have gone through it. Um, just kind of. Up and going, and 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 going to a new place, and, and meeting a lot of people that you you don't know, maybe you've played against. Um, get to know them. It's it's. Um, I, I loved it. I loved it. I thought I thought it was really cool. You get there. You you establish yourself as a as a big league reliever, right? You make the transition from starter to full time reliever. You string together multiple years of success after battling through. You know, kind of, you take that next step in your career. You battle through that adversity in the minor leagues. You get there, you get a taste of it. You have your struggles. 
which a lot of players do. You kind of go up and down. You can't quite get your footing. You get over to Cincinnati, and you finally take that next leap, and you get up there, and you stab yourself. Several years in a row, okay, I'm a big league, big, big league reliever. Uh, then you get an injury, right? Huh. And then you've got to, you know, you sort of lose that momentum from the standpoint of like, hey, let's just keep stringing good seasons together, good outings together. And now you've got to sit back and watch, and now you've got to think. Uh, what was that like for you? I mean, mentally. Difficult. Definitely difficult. Um, injuries, for the for the most part, are, are out of our control. Um, for mine, it was, um, you know, I, I had a, a herniated disc. And I, I tried, I tried a lot of stuff. It was, it was um, a, a bit of a roller coaster of good days and bad days of how it was feeling. Um, ultimately, it, it, I made the decision after a lot of effort. Long story short, ended up getting surgery last year. Um, that ultimately ended my season. Um, so really, pretty much all of last year was a wash, and, and it was difficult. Um, not gonna lie, I, I had trouble watching games sometimes, um, just because I don't know. I, I almost missed it so much that that it kind of hurt to watch. Um, yeah. you, you don't. I, I always say like, I always tell people like, you, you don't realize how much it means to you until it's taken away from you. Um, and and I, I said that I said that actually after 2020 because that was to no one's fault. It just, well, that just happened. It was all just like that. It was, it was gone. There was no season, um, at least for a couple months. And everyone's kind of sitting there wondering, you know, what's going on. And um, it's not like, at least I had the opportunity where I, I could have watched baseball, but um, yeah, you, you don't realize how much you love something, how much it means to you until it's taken away. Um, and, and so it, 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 it I guess rekindles the love for it. Um, not that I've, I've fallen out of love, but um, it, it just you stokes the flame. It, right? it stokes the flame a little bit. Yeah. Where where you're like, wow, like it, it reminds you how much it means to you, how much you love it. Um, it you know what it means to you. Um, it's just really grateful. I'm I'm excited to get back out there and compete. There's if you you know me like that's I, I love this game it, it means so much to me it's given so much to me um yeah i can't wait to get back out there and and, and pitch and um that's all i got so man yeah i get i get fired up i get fired up talking about this stuff uh, no man i know i know it's good uh i imagine look you got a little girl at home right so uh i imagine that was probably a pretty good outlet for you. Yeah. Uh, to yeah. So, some of that, so that the energy. silver lining in that was, that was, that was huge. Um, I was able to do my rehab and then, you know, I was able to go home and I was able to see her and, and there was a lot of things I got to experience. Um, that honestly, I would have missed. I got, I got to see my little girl's first steps. Um, the team just, they were on the road that day. Um, and I get home from rehab and was able to, um, literally be there for her first steps and, and you know, I, um, so that that's something that I was grateful for I was trying to just find anything I could to um, maybe distract myself and and like I said that perspective of you know there's there are bigger things than baseball you know like I just said as much as it means to me um, 
you know, this game could be taken away from me tomorrow. And, and you know what, I have my family, um, you know, I have my support system. I have, I, I got other things that I can do. Um, and, and so that kind of definitely put it into perspective. Yeah. I think a lot of people went through that during COVID, you know, it's, it, uh, whether you're, you know, you're out used to being an athlete and competing, or you're used to being in an office every day, or, you know, uh, you're used to being on an airplane, whatever it is, yeah. uh, you know, nobody gets to do what they're used to doing anymore. And we're all sitting at home with nothing to do, but think, and I'm sure that was really, really, that I'm not sure. I know that was really, really hard for a lot of people mentally, uh, a lot of battles with mental health and depression from that isolation, but it also gives people, uh, I know it did for me, it sort of crystallizes what, what really matters. What is important? What do you want your life to look like? Who do you want to be? What kind of friend do you want to be? Husband, father, brother, son, all of it. Uh, and, and it, you know, we don't have, we didn't have the distractions we once did. Yeah. Um, and you know, and you're not hopping from game to bus to plane to hotel, the game, to bus to plane and, you know, rinse, lather, repeat. So, uh, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm happy for you that you had that, right. That, cause that's, you're never going to forget that being there for your little girl's first steps. Right? No. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget that for sure. You know, you'll look back on that years from now when you're done playing and, and it's going to be, uh, you'll be grateful that it happened. Uh, you know, and I know I probably didn't feel that way in the time cause you, you just chomping at the bit to get back out there and competing, but, um, it's cool from my perspective to see you kind of in the place in your life now where, um, you know, we, we, we sort of referenced seven years ago, um, yeah. baseball aside, just as a person, right? Full, full disclaimer, I'm still not entirely, I don't have it all figured out. I'm not claiming to have it, have it figured out. I'm still kind of a knucklehead. No, However, nobody does. Nobody, I'm nobody a little does. bit more mature knucklehead now. I still, yeah, I still right. need a That's, good, um, you know, uh, kick in the ass every once in a while. Well, that's what that's what wives and kids are for, yeah, yeah. right? That's, yeah, <laughs> they're good. They're good for that. Uh, so, we, uh, getting back, sort of the same theme of of that, um, you know, what we did when we went through seven years ago. It was a lot of it was focused around culture and it was focused around leadership. And um, you know, I remember talking to you guys, you know, still when you were like, "I can't believe I have to be here. What what, what the hell is this?" Um, you know, the the notion that uh, that clubhouse someday is going to be yours. It doesn't matter what the front office says. It doesn't matter what the manager says. You guys are the 25 guys in the uniform. You're going to, um, you are going to determine what you stand for, what you're going to tolerate from yourselves, what you're going to tolerate from your teammates. Uh, so now as a, as an established major league player, um, someone that's gone through adversity, someone that's been in multiple organizations, what does that mean to you? Talk to me about clubhouse culture and, and how you, uh, how you define it, what you look for in it, what what resonates with you, you know, inside that clubhouse. Yeah, so you've got all walks of life. You've got people from all over the world, all over the country, um, different personalities. Um, but you know what? What brings everybody together is, you know, we all speak the same language and the, the language of baseball. So, so how do we come together as a, as a team to um, achieve the ultimate goal? Um, over a long haul of a season, it, it can be, um, it, it can be exhausting. Um, I think it's just, I don't think you have to, you don't have to be best pals with somebody on the team, but it, it definitely understanding what clicks kind of getting to know them as a, as a person, because then once you, once you step between those lines, um, you know, we're all, we're all pulling on the same team. I think it just makes a big difference of getting to know them, what makes them tick, um, and, and just, the, I feel like that's how you get everybody kind of 
pulling along on the on the same lines of um it, it, we would always talk about in the, in the bullpen um you know i be right out there you know you're basically out there you're you're right there with the guy that was on the mound even though you're not pitching like you're with them at each pitch because that phone might ring and, and you might have to go bail them out or or vice versa you know you want the guy that's coming in behind you um to be locked in to be um like i said right right there with you like um we're, we're all we're all pulling on the same same rope you know so i i think that's a big thing is is just getting everybody to be on the same side but also you know how how do we how do we come together like what is that what does that look like and, and I, I think you see that, that some of the most successful teams, they always seem to be having the most fun, too. They always seem to, to, to like each other, and, and they enjoy competing with each other. Um, and, and even when they, you go through spells, it's, um, you know, not everybody's just in their, in their moping. Um, you, you look to some of the older guys. I've played with some, some unbelievable teammates. And like I said, some of, some of the veteran guys. And it's a, you always see them, and it's like, whatever, uh, you know, a hitter may maybe go zero for four with with the sombrero, or or the you know a pitcher just got his just got rocked. Um, either either finding humor in it might be, or um, maybe maybe they do get a good blow up, but then you see him at the spread label spread table later, and you know you're you're talking about I don't know anything. Just, yeah. Um, Tell me more about some of those teammates, the the, the guys that influenced you, the, the the good teammates, the good leaders that you've been around, who's made an impact on you. Some of, some of my favorite, um, man. <laughs> You're doing this to me, and and I I don't want to I don't want to leave anybody out because I, I've had. Some... I'm not saying a favorite. Just give me a couple, right? Like, Kenny Gray is one of my favorite teammates. Um, the the competitive side. Um, so starters are cool too because starters, um, they're with us with the pitcher side, but then they spend a lot of time in the dugout too. Um, so so they're able to, they're kind of the, the voice in between um, starters and, and catchers as well. Um, you know, you know we're, we're normally sitting about 380 feet away, um, tucked away in the outfield somewhere, but they can, um, they can translate for you. Yeah. So, yeah. So they, they kind of have a good pulse on, on where the team is and, um, they, they kind of are able to bring everybody together, but, um, you know, Sonny was great. He's just, one is, I think he's hilarious. He's a funny guy, but, um, you want, you want to talk about mentally like locking in, um, you know, he's walking around in, in his spikes in full uni about an hour and a half in, in, so my, my locker was, was set up on, on the same side, but there was a, there's a little bit of a, um, a wall that juts out and then Sonny was a couple lockers down that way and you know before the game I'd, I'd be kind of sitting in my locker and, and talking with guys on my side of the clubhouse and 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 I'd kind of peek over and I'd be like hey check it out and I, I, I'd roll I'd roll out and 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 I would just look and, and he would just get this look about him and he was able to flip that switch and um, and then you go out and watch him pitch and um, just an absolute bulldog out there, and it's it's funny. It fires me up. I'm out in the bullpen, you know, fist pumping, and 
the, the energy is contagious. Whereas, you know, I have another great teammate, um, Wade Miley, completely different. So we, there's a, there's a story of, um, when he, the night he threw his no hitter in 21, um, we had a little bit of a rain delay and he was collecting 20 bucks from everybody to do high card. This was 30 minutes before his start and was able to go out there, but, and, and, and throw a no hitter. Like that was a great <laughs> night, but, um, yeah, it's just, there's all walks. There's all different kind of walks of, um, great teammates that I've had and, um, each, each one unique, um, Everybody has the same goal, and it's like winning that day. That's the most important thing. Like, what do we got to do to win that day? Um, Have you taken anything? You touched earlier on like the uh, starting with knowing the person, right? Forget the you know the the talent, the position, whatever they're going to do on the field that day. But the chemistry and the culture piece starts by knowing knowing the people that are you know that you're working with every day, and so. Uh, at the same time, you got to be yourself, right? Like Wade Miley is not going to be Sonny Gray and vice versa from a personality perspective. But um, was, is there anything that stood out to you that you saw a teammate doing as far as being a good teammate, right? Whether it's supporting somebody else or trying to cut people up or whatever it might be that maybe wasn't in your nature um, that that you tried to do, you tried to emulate, or, you, or maybe you just learned from sort of the, the, the importance of, and it, it, a lot of times they're not the, you know, the all-star players. They're sometimes they're the role players that, that, you know, really sort of drive that clubhouse culture. You know, there's not one in particular, but, but I always, um, I remember multiple instances of, of different conversations with, with different people. Um, what were you thinking out there when that happened? Like, um, what was kind of going through your mind? Or just like talking ball. Um, what, what were you thinking about with, with that bitch? Is it, is that, did you mean to, did you want to throw that or, or, Hey man, like, um, whether it's good or bad, um, being able to, to talk with somebody, understand what, what they were going through as a ball player, as a position player. Hey, um, should he have thrown the, thrown that ball right through the, was that a good play? And cause I don't know, I'm not, I'm not an outfielder or an infielder or, catcher or whatever it may be or um in my first they ask us about about pitches and, and so we're all trying to to figure out um the mental like was it the right move and sometimes just being able to, to talk through something um maybe maybe they're like hey um you know you're why are you throwing a temper whatever it may be you know like um <laughs> Did, do you think that the error, you know, affected your mentality out there? Whatever it may be, um, maybe it's yes or no, but but being able to, to talk about it through and um, figure out what makes people tick. Um, I, I think there's there's um, something that you can always learn from from those kind of conversations. Yeah, even if you can't relate to what they're what they're going through in the moment, um, to your point, it's a position player or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, the idea that you can learn something from that, right? That you can pull something from that, whether it's a mentality or decision-making or whatever it might be and, and having that open dialogue as teammates. Uh, and if you have a group of a clubhouse full of those guys, you have an opportunity to get a little bit better 
whether you even realize it's happening, right? Because you're like, all right, you know, I, I talked about the scenario six weeks ago. And you have to be honest. I never. And you have to be honest. Right. I think I think the best teammates are honest. Um, being able to say like, this is what I saw. It looked like, nothing to be specific, but looks like you. Did you try? And, right. You know, yeah, they like, got to admit. Hey, you know what? I I mailed that one in. Or, yeah, like I was wrong. I I guessed and I was right. You know, like had had either, that vulnerability. Yeah. Hey, man. Like your body language sucked. You know, you you gave up one run and and that led into the next guy. You walked the next guy, and then you gave up a three run homer. And instead of, um, you know, bearing down and like you know, we needed you, we needed you right there, and and you kind of gave up. And being able to have those yeah. brutally honest conversations with people, it might it, it might piss you off, but somebody saw it, and if some one person sees it, there's a good chance somebody else did too. Um, and and it's not to it's not to show you up. It's not to you know, like I said earlier, we're all pulling on the same rope. So you know, what do we got to do to learn from failure or learn from success? You learn a lot more through failure, I feel like, but um, no doubt. At the end of the day, we're all like I said, we're the goal's the same. We want to win ball games. We want to be the last team to win a ball game. Um, that's every team's goal. So I think being able to to have those brutally honest, sometimes uncomfortable, sometimes it might make you mad, but you know, if, if you know the person well enough, you know that um, it, it's for not just your best interest, but the, but the teams as well. Yeah. It's easy to say, yeah, you know, shoot me straight, tell me the truth. And then it can be a little bit more difficult when you, when you get some feedback that you don't like. And, uh, well, actually you'd be, you're, you'd be a great person to talk to. I had Snit on, on an earlier episode. I listened, I listened to that. Of, it's great. That was a great episode. Well, one of, one of his gifts is, um, he just has the ability to build trust. Um, people know where he, they stand with him, good or bad. Uh, he's just an authentic dude, right? Like he just, he, 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 he is what he says he is and all, the, all that stuff. And so um, we would have conversations. I've always felt like there's a lot of folks in my former roles in the front office where, Hey, we're just going to like transact. We're going to make a roster move. We're going to cut this guy. We're going to release him. We're going to move him up. We're going to move him down. And when it gets to like the negative aspects of that, we're, Hey, we're sending this guy down. Like, has anybody told him that like, yeah, has anybody tried to help him? Has anybody had a direct conversation with him about what's going on? He's not stupid. He knows he's not performing. Right. Okay. So like, don't, don't like, you know, patronize these people. They're grown men um, and, and, and treat them like professionals. And I feel like there's with certain folks, there's an aversion to having those direct conversations. Um, maybe it's because they're not comfortable in the clubhouse, whatever it might be. It was a gift of snits. And, and if you listen to it, you heard him say, I'm sure you heard him say it in, in person as a, as a, as a, you're a perfect guy to ask because you were playing for him in the minor leagues and, um, you know, obviously had aspirations of getting the big leagues and Snit had been there as a coach yeah. and through no fault of his own, got sent back down to the minor leagues and, um, you know, Hey, you don't like it, play better. You get back up there. Right. And that's, it's simple, but it's true, you know, and he had that credibility and that way of building rapport and trust where you're like, all right, this guy's not BSing me. That it's, it is that simple. Now, now the question is, how do I get there? So like, talk to me about Snit in the minor leagues. But I've known Snit for a very long time. Um, his actually his son Troy is one of my best friends. He was one of my first uh, roommates in Pro Bowl. He's in my wedding. Um, <laughs> so when my first off season, I was I was going over to hang out with Troy, 
at Smith's house and, and, um, you know, we'd go over there and, and I don't know, make homemade pizzas and sushi and, and you know, we'd, we'd watch hunting videos and, and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> um, so me and, me and Smith go way back. Um, one of the most genuine, um, cares, um, just one of the all time great baseball people, but then just, just a great person. Um, I love playing for him. I'm so grateful that he was my first major league manager. Um, yeah, you know, he means so much to me and, and my, like I said, all the people over there, um, you know, I, I'd be pretty remiss if I, did, if I didn't mention, um, what, what Snitz meant to my career. Um, you know, you see him not just with myself, you, you see him all the time with, with people that he's, um, have played for him or, um, with him in the minors and, and you see him now in the big leagues you, you walk over there and he gives you a big hug around the neck and, and, and he genuinely means that, um, with all his players. And, um, you know, I, I think it's great to see him have success, but, um, hopefully we, we give him a nice run for his money here in Cincinnati this year. And, um, <laughs> but, but, but I love Smith, um, seeing his journey, listening to him talk and, the stories that that he has and it's um he's one of the one of the best one of the best yeah and and one of my favorite um one of my favorite things the conversation i had with him here was uh we both acknowledged that he probably doesn't get a job anywhere else you know because of the landscape of the game right now um he was such an outsider uh, or outlier i suppose 40 plus years with one organization you know, not on the cutting edge of analytics, just more of a traditional baseball guy cut from sort of the Bobby Cox cloth and approached the game in a similar way with Bobby. Bobby was, uh, you know, sort of fostered this loyalty with people and Snit's the same way. Mm -hmm. Guys love Snit because he's just, to your point, he's genuine. He's an authentic person. He's going to tell you if you stink. He's going to be, hey, man, you stunk last night. Your body language was terrible. Right. You know, why aren't you in the lineup today? Why do you think you're not in the lineup oh, yeah. today? You know, I mean, there was, there's no, like, there's no sugarcoating. He was just candid with people. And to your point earlier, like if you get a clubhouse, now not everybody can be like that, but if you get a group, sort of a core to sort of facilitate that sort of environment where you can, hey, look, let's have some tough conversations with an eye toward getting better, not with an eye toward me putting you down or trying to steal your job. But like, let's, if you don't know, you're not, you know, sometimes you need somebody else to tell you from the outside what's going on, what's going right or what's going wrong. Cause you can't see it. You're, you're too close to the elephant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they call it saying that through the rose colored lenses. Sometimes you, yep. you want everything to be, think that everything's going in the right direction. And until somebody um, gives you an outside opinion that you're like, damn, all right. That's um, makes you think. And then um, you're like, all right, well, they said that maybe there is some truth to that. Right. Yeah. You've got to have that introspection. You got to be willing to kind of hear that. Some, some, a lot of people aren't, you know, and that's, uh, you hear that and that can do some damage um, if you're not if you're not ready for it. So, what's that book on the, the All Blacks? Uh, I forget the, I forget the oh, name of it, but legacy. what do they say? Um, legacy. No egos. Yeah. No egos. Yeah, they, they, they say another word. They say another word, too. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's one of my favorite books. Um, it's so simple. Uh, it, it's I mean, it's a great book on on culture and leadership and sports and um I feel like the the simplest, um, you know, whatever you want to call them, values, pillars, uh, 
you know, sort of ethos, they're, they're, they're simple and they're relatable, you know? And so it's, you know, be a good teammate, right? Like the, uh, your manager, uh, David Bell, one of my, one of my uh, dear friends who's no longer with us, Mike Bell, um, passed away a couple of years ago and, and I worked with Mike in Arizona and Mike had one rule as our farm director and it was just be a good teammate, yeah. you know, and that people can define that different ways, but, um, you're going to know it. You're going to be, know, you know, if you're being a good teammate or not, right. Deep down. Yeah. And so yeah. it's simple, but it's, it's hugely impactful. Yeah. I, I've been, I've been so lucky so far in my big career, um, you know, you know, to play for SNIT first and then, um, you know, David Bell took over in, in 2019 and, and, you know, we want to talk about genuine, um, you know, he cares so much, um, cares so much about winning, but he cares so much about you as a person. How are you doing? How's your family? Takes the time to get to know, you know, we talk about, we were just talking about getting to know your teammates. Um, you know, he does an unbelievable job of, of getting to know his players. Um, you know, what makes them tick. Um, it's such a, such a great person and, and somebody that you really want to go out there and, and, and fight for because you know, he's, He's right there with you. You know, you want to talk about right there with you. Um, you know, the, the way that, you know, all the, all the best managers I've ever seen, they got their players back. Um, and, and, and he's, he's right there in the war with you. And, um, it, it makes it really fun to, to play for a guy and, um, even more rewarding to, to win for them as well. Have you encountered, uh, I say I don't want you to name names. Have you encountered anybody? uh either in uniform or you know in front office or another role that um that tried to give off that appearance but you could tell you could see through it right away that you know that they're 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 acting and saying things that lead you to believe that they've got your back and they're right there with you but in reality you don't really trust it have you encountered that i've been pretty lucky with with just having good people um Honestly, not really. Um, okay, just curious. Maybe, maybe I was too naive to to see. Maybe they didn't. But, um, but no, I'm not but saying I, I generally always. I want to see the good in people. Um, you know, like I said, I I played with so many teammates, um, and I guess maybe coaches and staff or whatever. Um, you're not gonna like everybody. Um, Maybe I, maybe I have, but I don't have any specific examples of, of stuff. I, I don't really sure. I don't carry that stuff with me per se. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I ask because it's it's uh, to my earlier point about like players see through right right through that stuff. Not just players, people see through right through stuff. If you're trying to be something that you're not, um, you know, the analogy I always like to use is Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick. If one tried to be the other personality wise, it ain't gonna work. Right. Like, it's just not who they are as human beings. And so, um, you know, sometimes people try to try to behave or be what they think they're supposed to be instead of just being themselves. And that's what I think Snit's superpower is, is he, he's, he is what he is like, love him. Or I don't know if you can hate him, but you know, take him or leave him. Uh, he is who he is. And that resonates with people, you know, it's just, you, you know what you're getting every day. Yeah, and that's, that's one of DB's big things is, um, just be authentic. Whoever you're going to be, um, whoever you are, be you, um, people might not like it. They might love you, but, at least you're not a phony. Um, that's how I take it, at least. Is, um, 
this is this is who I am. Um, you know, we don't we don't have to be best buddies at the end of the day, but um, I want you to at least know that when we're between the lines, like um, this this is who I am, and and um, you know, I want I just want to be authentic. So what, when you were uh, rehabbing, coming back, um, had a lot, had a lot of my time in your hands. Obviously, spent more time with your family. What else did you do, man? Did you come up with some hobbies? Did you read some books? What did you, did you, you had more free time than you're used to. Yeah, not not a honestly not a whole lot with um, with back surgery. Um, it's not not much going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really tried to <laughs> I really tried to just focus on on being a better husband, being a better dad. Um, got to hang out with my dog a good amount. That um, walking, walking was good. One of the few things I could do. But so um, we'd go on family walks, and um, like I said, I, I think more so than anything, it was it was a lot of um, to self reflect. Um, you know, do a lot of thinking back on. It kind of made me think of 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 my career. Um, think of life um and, and i think it just kind of helped give me a, maybe a, a fresh perspective on on um maybe who i want to be as a as a as a person going forward and um like i said there's there's so much so much downtime so much time to think um i was trying to make the most of it um and and figure out what what can I do to to be a little bit better, um, be a little bit better husband, be a better father, be a better ball player, be a better teammate? Um, but it just it, it was a lot a lot of time to think, a lot of time to think. <laughs> That's a good. Well, look, man, but it was like a, it was a lot of right um, a lot of introspection. Um, yeah, and it it was it was. I try to make the most of try to make the most of a. A cruddy situation at the time. Yeah. Well, look, man, I'm uh, I'm I'm hugely proud of you for sort of uh, the journey you've been on and kind of where you are right now. Not just as a as a still player, going as a person. Still going. This journey's yeah, not done. Yeah. You and me. I promise you. You and me I, both, man. I, I might have said a lot of, of um, hopefully cool things. Not 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 too dumb, but um, <laughs> I, I promise you, I'm still I'm still a work in progress. <laughs> I don't have hey, it all figured are, out. Man. We all are. That's that's the whole point. That's why I enjoy having these conversations. There's a lot to learn just by from talking to folks who have different experiences than you and have gone through some things. So um, I'm excited to see you get back out there. I know you're chomping at the bit uh, and, and look forward to get back on a mound, a big league mound. And um, I'll definitely be pulling for you. But I, I appreciate your time. Uh, it's been awesome catching up with you. And, and like I said, I'm proud of you. I'm looking forward to seeing what you do. Down the road. Yeah, thanks. Billy. I, I really enjoyed this. It's fun, it's fun to talk about. Thanks for listening to this episode of the No One Is Watching podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe to be notified of future episodes. If you'd like to support the show, please take a second, leave a rating and review, or share it with your friends. If you're interested in similar content, you can check out my website at nooneiswatching.com, where you can subscribe to the newsletter, read my blog, or follow me on your social media platform of choice. Look, your time is valuable, so thank you for lending me some of it. We'll see you next time.